Hi, I'm Jade Hernandez, a camouflage tattoo artist and educator. I help beauty bosses effectively market their business and become the authority in their field, close more leads and make more money. In the past six years, I've launched two successful beauty businesses to multiple six figures with over a hundred five-star raving reviews and several media press spotlights. While most marketers will tell you to hustle and work harder for success, I'll show you how to create more value from the inside out so that you work less, make more, and truly expand and transform your business and life. This is the Beauty Expanded Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to share with you one of the biggest mistakes and failures that I've made in this industry. The reason why I want to share this story with you is to remind you that even the greatest tattooist, permanent makeup artist, entrepreneur out there has made multiple mistakes in their career. And the reason why is because anytime someone commits to being a pioneer or a leader in their industry and market, they are choosing that over the fear of failure. And what I mean by that is they are willing to take risks and make mistakes and for those risks to not work out in order to evolve and be the best in their field. They're willing to think outside of the box, but with that, comes consequences of trying things out and having it not work out the way that you had hoped. Their motivation, their reason why, their intention of improving and bettering a service or a product overrides their fear of experiencing failures and mistakes. So in the beginning of my camouflage tattoo career, like I've mentioned before, there weren't a lot of people training on this particular technique. So when I did find someone, I didn't do much research on her. I just jumped in impulsively because I really, really wanted to train on camouflage tattooing. I knew it was going to be a hit. I knew that it was going to be big. And I flew out and I got trained by this particular trainer. And to her defense, I'm sure she wasn't necessarily trained properly because, again, there just wasn't a lot of people who were training on this. So she was just simply teaching me what she had learned. After taking her two-day course, I immediately started tattooing people. And to be completely honest and transparent, I should have gotten a lot more fundamental training. And that's not my trainer's fault. Me just being new in the industry and not knowing any better, I just tend to dive right in. Again, I have a little bit of that impulsive streak in me. And I began practicing on people without realizing now when I look back, I could have been and I should have probably been a lot more patient in practicing and learning the fundamentals of tattooing and skin depth before I officially took on a client. But I can't change the past. And so that's where now I'm telling you the story. So hopefully you can learn from some of the mistakes that I've made. So I jumped right in and began tattooing people. And I distinctively remember during my training with my trainer, her always telling me to go deeper, go deeper, go deeper, go deeper. So when I took my first official client, because my trainer wasn't there, I kept telling myself to tattoo this particular client and to go really, really deep because I wanted to make sure that I was doing a good job when really I just didn't understand skin and I didn't know depth as well. So I did end up tattooing her pretty deeply. Now, luckily for me, 
she was fair-skinned, so she didn't hyperpigment, which means that she didn't scar dark. There was definitely some blood, probably more blood than there should have been by me tattooing her too deeply. She healed fine, which luckily that happened for me, but it also worked against me because I became overly confident as an artist. I didn't realize how lucky I was and she turned out great. And so then the next client that I took was African-American and I tattooed her too deeply without realizing the cause and effects of that. Long story short, because I tattooed her too deeply, her stretch mark camouflage turned out dark. She healed darker than what I wanted her to heal. And she also hyperpigmented, which means that you have a higher melanin quantity count. So when your skin is wounded, anyone who is prone to hyperpigmentation tends to scar dark for a while, and this can be months, if not years, before it begins to fade versus someone who may be lighter skin toned, and when they get a scrape or a cut or a mosquito bite and they scratch it, that area just tends to turn red and then blend out. For example, I have a scar on my shin from CrossFit. I did a box jump, cut my knees, and that was about two years ago, and it's still dark. It has lightened up over the years, but there's still this dark frame around it. So that's what hyperpigmentation is. It's a natural byproduct of how my skin heals itself when it's been wounded. So back to my story, because I tattooed her at a deeper depth, the tattoo color ended up healing too dark. And in the camouflage tattooing world, when you make a mistake like that, it's nearly impossible for you to fix. You can't do tattoo removal laser because the molecules that we use in our camouflage tattoo inks reacts pretty poorly to laser. If anything, it can shift it to gray or black. And if you try to remove it topically through a saline tattoo removal session, you're just taking larger risk in your service because the skin is already compromised. Stretch marks are essentially scars. And the more you needle over that stretch mark, because it's fragile and delicate, you could actually scar someone further and make it worse. At the time of this experience, I didn't know what I now know today. I still didn't know after making that mistake that I had tattooed her too deeply. I just thought that she had hyperpigmented and for whatever reason, it was going to take her a really, really long time for that ink color to fade. So in the meantime... I did everything I could to make it right. I paid for her dermatology visits. I paid for her skin lightening creams. I talked to her about possibly doing saline tattoo removal. And I was in this relationship with this client for about a year, if not a year and a half, just checking in with her, seeing what her dermatologist had said, asking her what else I could do. And it came to a point where I had to realize and accept that this was permanent, that there was no turning back, that I couldn't literally fix it for her. And it was horrible. Every time I would get a text from her, I would get really tight in my stomach because I had no idea what that text was going to say, if she was pissed, if she was upset, which she was. She definitely went through a roller coaster of emotions, which then only stressed me out. This is early in my career as an artist. I felt horrible. I started questioning and doubting whether or not I was in the right field, if I should continue, and again, just felt really, really bad. 
there was a point where one of her dermatology visits, the dermatologist literally said, you are permanently altered. Your body is permanently altered. And she told me this and I felt horrible. And at the same time, from a bird's eye view, I also thought that didn't have to be her truth if she didn't want to accept it. Just because someone says that you're permanently altered or disfigured doesn't mean that you have to accept that as your truth. There are people out there with one arm, one leg, who are, I would say, permanently disfigured and who still do amazing things in their life despite having one less limb than most of us have. On a deeper level, have they accepted that they are permanently disfigured? With this particular client, unfortunately, she had an experience where someone in the medical field told her this, and it was then her choice to accept that as true. It was an opportunity for her to either own that or to disregard that and take it as an opportunity to really see if this experience was going to be a story that empowers her or disempowers her. And the same went for me. Once I realized that there was no way that I could take away the darkness and make her stretch marks blend, I began to think of anything else I could be accountable for. And the last thing that was within my power was to give her a full refund. Interestingly enough, she had never asked for that, even though we had been in this back and forth text and communication and battle with doctor visits for over a year. She had never asked for a refund. And so for me, it just came to the point where I was like, this is the only thing left for me to do to try and make it right and to be in full integrity. So I sent her an email letting her know that I was refunding her entire service and that I had done everything I could within my power to make it right. And that this final payment or credit, I forget how I worded it, was ultimately terminating all communication between us because it was getting toxic. It came to a point where it was really stressful and it wasn't doing us any good. And this was my way of drawing the line, saying I've done everything in my power and unfortunately there is no more for me to do. Today, I have to own and accept that that is the biggest mistake that I've made in this career that I have potentially permanently altered someone's body. I don't know what her skin looks like to this day because we're in no longer communication with each other, but that is a fact that I have to sit with, that I have potentially made someone feel worse about their stretch marks that they already felt bad about, and that happens in my own hands. After experiencing that, I realized that I needed more training. And that's when I signed up for another camouflage tattoo training. I went out to San Francisco and I got trained by this other educator. And this educator basically taught us to not ever work on skin that is prone to hyperpigmentation or African-American skin. So hearing that made me feel worse about what I had done. After training, I came home and I had two choices to either accept that I could no longer work on anyone who was prone to hyperpigmentation, which means that they're going to heal a lot longer, and or on African-American skin. Or the other choice was to not accept that and to figure out a way to make it work. So the two choices were either to accept it or to reject it. And I chose the latter. 
And the reason why is because I know the darker your skin, the less options you have when it comes to your stretch marks, your scars, your skin, period. And the reason why is because the darker your skin, you are prone to hyperpigmentation. You are prone to keloids. It does require more advanced training and knowledge because a lot of things can go south. So when you're working with darker skinned clients, you have to be really careful with laser. You have to be really careful with saline, tattoo removals. It's even challenging and harder to go to Sephora and pick out a foundation that matches your skin tone. Because unfortunately, even though this has evolved a lot since a few years ago, There's not a lot of beauty products within the beauty industry and services that truly cater to darker toned women. Knowing that, I kept thinking, okay, there's got to be a way I can make this happen. I just have to figure it out. That's when I chose and prioritized being a pioneer over failure which meant that I had to be okay with making mistakes. I had to be okay with my biggest failure yet. I had to learn and accept that. And I also chose to use it as a catalyst and fuel to make me evolve as an artist and to be an educator that says, yes, you can work with people who are prone to hyperpigmentation. Yes, you can work on African-American skin, but you also need to X, Y, and Z and understand that in order to do it right. You need to take these precautions. You need to explain how their healing journey is affected by this, what they're looking at, how long they're looking to heal, what the risk and complications are, but that it is possible. And to this day, I get a ton of women of color because my portfolio showcases a variety of skin tones and a lot of them are prone to hyperpigmentation and are dark skinned. Only because I learned from my mistake and instead of taking the advice of multiple trainers who did tell me don't work on anyone who is a Fitzpatrick 5 or higher who are prone to hyperpigmentation, because I chose to take those risks is the reason why I have become a pioneer in the camouflage world. I'm just like you. There are going to be mistakes that you make as a permanent makeup artist and tattooist that you're going to feel bad about, that you're going to feel embarrassed about. And there's a few things that you can do to make it right, which is one, be accountable. If you need to give a refund, do it. If you need to offer to pay for certain aftercare products, do it. If you need to just listen to them and validate how they feel about it, I would say do it and then don't let that stop you. You can use that mistake and learn from it and be a better artist for it. Throughout my career, I have always continued to experiment. To this day, we are still experimenting with the best aftercare products for what we do. This is an innovative service. This hasn't been around a long time in the beauty industry. And so there are a lot of things yet to still learn. I continually experiment. I continually go off the beaten path. I question things. I learn from others and yet I ignore them at the same time because that's what pioneers do. They invite failure on the path to innovation. They ignore their competitors and they never give up. Being a pioneer is being bold visionaries that think differently and do differently. Oftentimes, 
being a pioneer means that you feel like an outcast. It means seeing something that no one else can see and you still set out to create a future that may not exist yet. My trainer in San Francisco, she wasn't the only one that told me not to work on African-American skin and people who will hyperpigment. There were three other educators who told me the same thing. And I still chose to reject that. I still chose to figure out a way and to use my will to make it happen. I'm thinking that is a huge untapped market. And there has to be some way, somehow, that I can figure out how to master this and to serve that population. The path of being an entrepreneur is already scary and uncomfortable in itself. But the few who end up becoming extremely successful are often the ones who are simply willing to do what others are unwilling to do. So in your career, in your industry, if you run up against challenges, you always have the opportunity and freedom and free will to ask yourself if you're willing to be uncomfortable or not. Whatever we want to achieve is always on the other side of our comfort zone. We all know that. But especially when you're up against a challenge, do you just accept defeat? Or are you one of those entrepreneurs who really double down and dig deep to figure out solutions and to figure out a way? Because that's the difference between an entrepreneur versus a pioneer. A pioneer is someone who realizes and accepts mistakes are a part of their path. It's just a given. Whereas an entrepreneur, I believe, is someone who understands that they need to overcome their fears and failures versus a pioneer is someone who understands failure is just a given. And I don't think they're necessarily afraid. I feel like their level of fear is lower than an entrepreneur because their comfort level for facing failures is much higher. I hope that makes sense, but essentially where I'm going is that anytime I make a mistake, I know that that's part of being a pioneer and a leader in my field. I'm willing to do things, I'm willing to take risks that the majority of my colleagues aren't willing to do. And sometimes those risks evolve us as an industry and make for really, really amazing life-changing transformations, such as all the clients that I've worked with since that first client, since that first mistake, who are African-American. That's the positive side of being a pioneer and saying no to everyone who told me not to do it. But the other side of that, or the balance, is that mistakes have been made that not everyone heals perfectly. Not everyone has amazing results. And all I can do is try my best, continually learn, be a lifelong student of this industry. And when I make mistakes, do everything I can to make it right. That's all I can do with an integrity. Being a business owner, listening to this episode, where can you be a thought leader and a pioneer in your industry? Is there any part in your industry that's stunted by fear? Because when people are afraid, they're not going to move forward. They're not going to evolve. And is that doing a disservice more than it contributes to the greater good? 
And are you the person willing to step outside the box? And are you willing to accept and own that in order to be a pioneer in your field, there are going to be mistakes made? That can be a tough and scary pill to swallow, but it can also be very, very rewarding. One of my personal beliefs is that the risk is always worth the reward. I think that's what truly makes me different than 99% of my colleagues out there. I'm just willing to take more risk than they are. And at the same time, I think I truly experience more reward than they do. So that's where I'm going to end this episode with those questions to ponder and reflect on. I'd love to know your thoughts on this particular episode about being a pioneer. And I'll catch you guys on the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'd love to connect and help you more. If you have a question you'd like for me to answer, please send it to jade at studioconceal.com. That's J-A-Y-D at studioconceal.com. And I might highlight it on my podcast. I find what's often personal is most general. So if this episode helped you, please share it with a friend who may need the encouragement and inspiration. I'll catch you on the next one.